Let's get ready to rumble! Hello and welcome to Netflix vs. Cinema, the podcast that is feeling a bit smug at the moment because I just want to say... I called it. I called it last week. My name is Tosin. I am your host, based up in Coventry, in in oh, well, Coventry, Coventry in the Midlands. And joining me on the Isle of Wight are Sharon, hello, and Sean. Hi, yeah. Yes. Now I'm saying I called it last week because um, did you guys see the news this week that Cineworld are pushing their opening date back? Yeah, back to the 31st of July. Back to the 31st of July. I think that at the moment we are in the middle of an almighty game of cinematic chicken. Because... No one wants to be the first. I I, I believe the one in Ride opened, the Commodore. Is it the Commodore? The Commodore. That's opening. Yeah, I think that's open. Yeah, because I think that's... I saw a post. Yeah, that's a smaller independent cinema. It's not like a massive chain. So, and I think the no. I think the Commodore they are used to a lot of their stuff as well. It's not just on the new releases. It's also like you know there was a time when we went to the Commodore, Sean, to see Lawrence of Arabia because they were showing yeah. it with the right film club. Uh, yeah. So I, I reckon that the Commodore is a kind of place that can work on the charm of old movies for a while. But I think Cineworld, yeah, yeah, Cineworld pushed their release their opening date back to the thirty first of July. And did you hear the reason why they pushed it back? Was it because some of the film releases have also pushed their openings back? Exactly, a bit. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Which which is what makes me think this is this is like, this is good. This has the potential to be a farcical, never ending game of chicken. Because I said last week that I reckon that what was going to happen is that the cinemas would open and then all the big film releases would wait and they would wait for like two weeks or something like that and say, oh well, no, let's see what's going to happen. And then they would come. They'll come in two weeks after, and they'll see if opening the cinemas has been like an absolute car crash, because they don't want to. They don't want to be, uh, especially with what's just happening in the UK in Leicester. The fact that Leicester, which is yeah. 30, 30 yeah. minutes from my house, it's literally thirty <laughs> minutes from my house, has gone into a localized lockdown. They they don't want to be like, oh yeah. Um, by the way, uh, there's a we we figured out that the COVID spike in this area came about because of the a viewing of Christopher Nolan's new movie Tenet. Oh yeah, <laughs> they, they they don't want that. So the the films pushed it back to say, oh, we're gonna wait a while. And Christopher Nolan was, I mean, Talents was supposed to come out mid July. Cinema said they would open up mid July, and I think the cinemas were thinking we'll open with Tenants so that people would come into the cinemas. Then Tenants went, oh, wait a second, yeah, we're gonna go to the end of August. And the cinemas went, well, if you're gonna go back there, we're gonna move, we're gonna go later as well. So I think <laughs> there is this chicken. There's they this keep g- pushing back. <laughs> They, they keep pushing back everything. There's this. There's just this game of chicken where they're all trying. To, uh, cinemas are like, well, we're not opening with any rubbish with with our films. Odeon haven't said anything yet, though. So I think that now what is happening is that Odeon are keeping their release dates, the opening date, around about the 11th, 12th, 13th of July. They're going to have a whole bunch of old films that they're going to show. Cineworld are going to look at Odeon and go, okay, okay, nobody's dead. They'll open up on the 31st of July. Then. Christopher Nolan and and his tenant friends will be like, okay, okay, no one's dead. Open up in August, and if everything is okay, then we'll get our glut. But at the moment, there's a massive game of chicken going on in the cinematic world. <laughs> um, yeah. Right. Okay. Cool. You uh, welcome to Netflix vs. Cinema. Uh, we've just started off, and I think I'm already in rant mode. <laughs> I think I am already in rant mode. Here's but- the top search 
result. Quiet, Google. <laughs> <laughs> so, how have you guys been doing anyway? Yeah, pretty good, really. I've been doing um, quite a lot of work one one way and another, so that's pretty good. So, I got there's nothing else to do. So, I worked quite late again. I um, uh, yeah. So, that, that's it, really. I've just yeah. been working, really, and I've been oh. I mean, stuff I've watched. I did watch. I tell you, here's a, here's a good one. Um, I'll give you. I'll give you. We do lines from a film. Yeah, I'll tell you the film I watched. It's one that I've seen many, many times. Yeah. Okay. And it is. Um, <clears throat> on, let, let, me, let me think of a. Let me think of a. Okay, here we go then. Hey, this is an American tank. <laughs> we talk American. If you want to talk Mexican, join a Mexican tank. Fury. Fury. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Fury. Yeah. So, so, so I had to watch that. That wasn't a very good Brad Pitt accent, but, um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I, that, that's about all I've watched really. Well, I've watched some, I've watched six hours of pure direness as well, which is like, it's just like, I call it six hours of my life, and that's three games of football. <laughs> oh, Bournemouth. Oh, Bournemouth! Yeah, oh, what Bournemouth. a load of! I cannot. Uh, I mean, I, I, I can accept relegation. I think, but to watch that—that that is embarrassing. I'm, I'm embarrassed. You know, embarrassing. That's all I can say. Okay, so, so for anybody who doesn't know, Sean is a Bournemouth lad, and he's a Bournemouth fan. And at the moment, for those people who might, because there are some people who listen internationally, <laughs> who might be thinking, "What on earth it is?" That this is something that we, as b- being in England, we we are steadfast in calling it football. This is <laughs> this is this a, is soccer. No, not soccer. Football. It is football. football. Yeah, yeah. And Sean's team, Bournemouth, at the moment, looking very precarious and looking like they are going to get relegated and lose their top flight status. Mm. Which is a which is a sad sad thing because Bournemouth is one of my I don't support a football team but I have teams that I like and Bournemouth is one of those teams that I just really really liked mainly because they didn't have any money but they kept scrapping yeah. <laughs> I love an underdog yeah. and, and Bournemouth were like yeah, yeah, yeah. Bournemouth were like the ultimate underdog over the last couple of years and now it looks like we might not have them around much longer in the top flight mm. which is I know in a top sad. flight yeah it is sad really they are like actually surprisingly they are quite a like team a lot of people like. Yeah. You know, like everybody has got their other team, but uh, you know, people say, "Oh, it's amazing." The people at work say to me, "Oh, yeah, I like Bournemouth. I like Bournemouth." You know, so it, it's one of the. I, I think, but they, they like you until you become a threat. But yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay. Anyway, so that's about the sum of what I've watched. Really, I think. I don't think I'm sure I might have watched something else, but I can't remember what it was. So it couldn't have been that good if it was or something. <laughs> but hey, there you go. All right, Sharon, what you watched? Anything good? Uh, no. Is that you haven't watched anything or you haven't watched anything good? I haven't really watched anything at all. I've just been catching up because, um, yeah, I've been trying to catch up on some of the stuff that's been recorded over the last couple of weeks that I haven't got around to watching. So it's only the odd episode of, sort of random things. There's been a great thing, actually, over the lockdown. It's finished now, but it was called Sky Arts Portrait of the Week, oh, as yeah. opposed to Portrait of the Artist of the Year. Portrait Artist of the Week, it was. And every Sunday, they would do it live-streamed on Facebook and on Instagram for four hours. They'd get a well-known artist, would come along and paint a well-known sitter, and then if you at home could paint along if you like. Oh, wow. And then at the end of the 
send in your submissions to, and they would then pick the best four. Uh, there's three really they'd have the younger one and then they'd have the oh. sort of artists at the top so i've been catching up and watching all of some of those because i i still do church on a sunday morning even though we're in lockdown yeah <laughs> we still have like a routine where we we have um radio church then we have zoom church then we have we watch a either a youtube church or a television church so sunday morning is all church so i haven't been able to watch many of them live yeah but I do like to catch up on them. And there's some great works of art that they've produced in these sort of quite unusual circumstances. Nice, nice. So I've been catching up on those. So that's the only thing I've really watched, I have to say. And an episode of Agatha Raisin, but that's a new series. So there's going to be more of those to come. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good stuff. I mean, with, uh, oh yeah, because Agatha Raisin is one of those old, it's one of those old fashioned TV shows that does only one episode each week. It does, yes it doesn't doesn't and they don't be... do the whole series you've got to wait for them one a week you... yeah oh my how backward is that you actually have to wait <laughs> each week before a new episode comes out <laughs> all, right. all right um okay so we're a bit all over the place today but for those of you who this might be the first time you listen you might be thinking netflix was a cinema what the heck are you talking about as you we kicked off we spoke a little bit about cinema so the show usually has a different format we usually talk Three things we've seen at home, three things we've seen in the cinema. We rate them out of five, take an average, and we'll figure out where money has been better spent this week. But in the lockdown, what we're doing is we're having a little bit of a catch-up on what we've been watching in the lockdown, rating it if possible, if we have finished watching it or if we could be bothered to get to the end. And um, then we are going to have an interview, um, which today is actually is one I'm quite excited about, is we're going to have an interview... Um, with somebody who's a film buff, someone who's a film buff, I can tell us a little bit about their things. I'll ask them a couple of questions. And then we get back, we talk about what it is we have, we leave you, and hopefully it's not too long. And if you have, you've probably have sat down and you would have finished an hour and a half of listening to us prattle on. And if you're still there at the end, then we like you. Get in touch with us. Get in touch with us on Twitter at Netflix via Cinema. Get in touch with us on Facebook, Netflix via Cinema. Because if you've listened to an hour and a half of us, you might be a kind of person. <laughs> but um so with that i i think it's been a week i mean after last week where i watched artemis fowl and went into <laughs> that into, rant mode and i went into rant mode i think I've, I've kind of like tried to detox a bit i haven't really watched that much i haven't finished watching anything i've started watching something called um it's on netflix and it's a tv series called the tiger king which was it was I've heard of it, but I haven't actually seen it. It was it made a lot of waves, didn't it, when it first came out? It made a lot of waves. It was one of the first big... Um, it was one of the first big... Uh, what's it called? Uh, lockdown hits. So right at the beginning of lockdown, this was the thing that everybody was talking about. Netflix released it almost at the beginning of lockdown, and everybody was watching this, and everybody was raving about it. And for for something that's essentially a film review show, I have this unfortunate habit. If everybody's raving about something, I tend to ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> I did exactly the same. <laughs> I know. I mean, we, we could we could never work professionally as like reviewers, could we, Sean? <laughs> because, no, 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 no. Because so everyone's no, we going, couldn't. Everyone's going. We oh my ran. god! Yeah. You got to see this thing, and we're like, no, 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 I refuse to see it until the hype dies down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too populist by far i'm not playing that game uh, pre- that's that pretty much that's pretty much my my thing and i i'm like everybody it's like everyone's talking about it it can't be that good and so i actually started watching it mm-hmm. and it's it's all about the, the these people who keep big big cats in for varying reasons but keep big cats as pets in america and it's 
it's one of these shows, right, that it's, it's like prime car crash TV because they keep going to all these different people in America who have big cat sanctuaries for one reason or another. And each, and this is totally, totally my opinion, but it's one of these things that every single character that they show you is worse than the last <coughs> one they've shown you. You're thinking, that's, that's a terrible person. Oh my God, you're worse. Oh my God. <laughs> and there's just things in it that you're like, I can't believe these people exist. I honestly cannot believe they exist. But it 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 is a very it's a well made show. I'm, I think I'm about halfway through. I've only watched three episodes, so I started watching that. And I finally finally got to watch a film that people have been raving about for absolute years that showed up on Amazon Prime. It's um. Have you guys have you guys ever heard of the film Top Secret with Val Kilmer? Oh yeah, it's, it's oh, a Mickey this is type. quite a few years old, isn't it? It's yeah, like nineteen eighties. Yeah. Yes, I have. Yeah. Is it is it a rip off of like Top Gun? It, it, no, it isn't. It isn't, mm. but it's it's that kind of spoof movie. It's it was made I by. I think the, I've seen it at the time. Yeah, it was it was made by the guys who yeah. made Airplane. Yeah. Yeah. So the, yeah. the Zucker Abrams Abrams Zucker Zucker uh, Abrams yeah. yeah Zucker Abrams Zucker guys. But they were quite prolific, really. There was another film which was like a montage, really, which was called Kentucky Fried Movie. Yeah, Kentucky Did you ever Fried see movie. that? Um, Fried yes, movie, I that. yeah. I think that was one of theirs as well. So that's that quite was, funny. That was the first. Well, yeah. bits of it, bits of it were funny. Um, but yeah, so then they, they they went on to make those. But I yeah, um, I think it was a spoof. It was one of those spoofs about loads of films, wasn't it? Like it was. It was mainly a spoof yeah. about. Oh, uh, it, it was. It was a bit confused. It was. It was mainly a spoof about. World War Two movies. It was a spoof of World War Two movies. Um, it was a spoof of Elvis movies, and it was also a spoof of Cold War movies, because they talk about this American going to going to um, Berlin to play on the Soviet side, but everybody's but like all the Germans are dressed in Nazi uniforms, and I'm thinking. Hang on, wait. But if you're dressed in Nazi uniforms, there wouldn't be a Soviet side of Berlin, would they? <laughs> <laughs> and 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 this tells this tells you guys how much I have learned from the two of you because the two of you are massive World War II movie buffs. Yeah. And this is the kind of we film that like it would them. it would totally have gone over my head before that I'll just be like, yeah, yeah, obviously war, yeah, Germany, yeah, Americans. And I was like, wait a second. <laughs> if there's a Soviet side, why are they dressed as Nazis? <laughs> and, and it's <laughs> and Volkilma it. plays this sort of like Beach Boys type Elvis uh, Elvis type character who goes to he goes to there to play to re- repair um, uh, like you know uh, relations between America and like you know and and the Eastern Bloc so to say but he gets involved yeah. in the resistance and then Omar Sharif shows up as <laughs> and it's it's just like it's it's all over the place. And everybody talk about it. Is there a bit that references the Blue Lagoon? I seem to remember a guy with yes. long blonde hair, and uh, he used he, he had grown up on this Blue Lagoon type yes. island. Yes, there, there is there is a totally random bit in it. There's a random bit where yes. Peter, Peter Cushion shows up. Peter Cushion shows up. Oh, for, that... <laughs> Peter Cushion shows up for a scene, and the entire scene that Peter Cushion is in is played backwards. As in, you can see that they acted it backwards, and then they just rewound the tape for the scene that he's in so it's kind of like <laughs> so it's so it, it's random it's great and uh, like sean what you said about kentucky fried movie i, f- I feel like it's funny in bits there's bits of it where you're like yeah and there's bits of it where you're like mm, 
Mm. I, I, yeah. I, I yeah. think I might have fallen prey to the to the overhype, to the fact that people have spoken about this being one of the funniest movies of all time. And I was like, oh yeah, I can't wait to see it. Finally, I get to see it. Oh my God, let's watch this. <laughs> and then I, and I watch it and I'm like, Okay. I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I get it. I just don't think yeah, yeah. it's that funny. And there's one particular bit where they have this, where they have the resistance, when he meets all these resistance fighters. And you have all these guys, and they're all called like very, very stereotypical French things like latrine and deja vu. And deja vu has the line, it's like, he goes, this is deja vu. It's like, haven't you met someone before? No, I don't think so. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, they have like deja vu latrine or like you know essentially think about think about like you know some really stereotypical french word and they've named all these guys there and then, yeah. and one of the and it, it's it's a joke that you you look at it and you have to go if you are being if if you are being uh generous if you're being forgiving you say it is of its time because of all the char- of all the characters, there is one guy. Um, one of the resistance fighters is black, who is played by a guy called Eddie Tago, and his he is called Chocolate Moose. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and and you're kind of like, <gasps> I'm like, you know what? He's actually probably one of my favorite characters of all of them because he, he he keeps doing this thing that you know you see in a World War II movie where this guy like if a car is driving towards someone, someone immediately gets like a Tommy gun and just goes and shoots at the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he keeps doing this whole thing where he just stands there and then somebody from the side of the frame hands him a gun from nowhere. Like he's in the middle of he's in the middle of a field and all of a sudden someone just hands him a gun. He just goes and shoots them. I just wish he had a different name. So yeah, I still in my in the in the level of spoofs i would put hot shots above it i'll put hot shots part though i'll put the naked gun movies above it i would probably even put spy hard a leslie nielsen film above it and i know for a lot of people that would be absolute um travesty but i, I would give it a three out of five i'll give top secrets a three out of five spy hard okay. spy spy hard i've never heard of that one. Oh yeah spy hard that's was, quite funny though. spy hard was what's a, that is that like die hard movie no, yeah, it, it's a no. spoof of it's a spoof of spy movies so it's oh, a, right. so a spoof of cool. your of Bond, probably nineteen sixties Bond. It's a bit like you know, in like Flint, or is it in like Flint? Oh right, oh yeah, yeah, in, yeah. Flint, in like Flint, or yeah, in like, yeah. yeah the, the Matt Helm movie. It was Flint, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a bit like that. Yeah. Only this Thanks was this was made in the nineties oh. with Leslie Nielsen. So it's uh, or, um, so Spy Hard. It's it's quite it, it. I quite like Spy Hard. It's silly, but then again, that's that's what you showed up for. <laughs> All right, so we've spoken about cinemas. We've spoken about what it is that we've seen. We've reviewed some stuff. I think it might almost be time. We're sort of flying through that before we usually do. It might actually be time to talk about interviews. What are you guys? Yeah. It, oh, yes, I think. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon that's a good idea. Okay, but before we talk about interviews, I promised you guys last week because I told you I went into a Facebook group called Film Club. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I, and I asked the question last week that with cinemas coming back in the UK, what was the last film you caught before at cinemas before lockdown? And I thought I'll just have like a quick run through and tell you what people's answers were. So people, uh, um, okay, I will mention a couple of names. A guy called William Robb says Sonic the Hedgehog, to which I said surprisingly good. By the way, there's 127 comments. I'm going to sort of zip, zip through these wow. as possible. Yeah. So somebody, Sonic the Hedgehog, there's another song of Sonic the Hedgehog. I said Fantasy Island for me. Somebody called Philippa Dotters was the first person to say Parasite. 
to which I said, I think Ooh. you, yeah. I was like, I think you won the final pre-lockdown film lottery. <laughs> because, nah. because obviously it was a lottery and nobody knew what films it was going to be. You, you did not know this was the last one you were going to see in the cinema for like, what, three months? Four? Going on mm. four now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She said she saw Parasite. Somebody said it was a while, but Downton Abbey, The Invisible Man, hey, Sean, Invisible Man, your friend. The Invisible Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My my favorite rant. Your favorite, yeah. That, well, not my favorite. One of, one of them. One of them. Well, it's, let's yeah. say it's, it's probably your most recent rant. It's, it's recent rant. Yeah, yeah that's probably a recent rant. It's probably your most recent rant. So, Jumanji 2, which I think we liked. And yeah. A, another lady says, we Par- did. Another lady says parasite, and now sure this uh, this is where it starts coming to the people who align with <laughs> what, with what we saw. So this person says bloodshot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, they said the last one. They Any saw comment? Blood. You know, all they say is bloodshot. There's a guy called Jay Hart. He says bloodshot. I bought a, si- a ticket to see The Invisible Man the next day, but the theaters closed. <laughs> <laughs> to which I just saw. <laughs> yeah, to which yeah, I... the lucky escape then, if Sean is to be believed. If... Well, it is like, okay, I would I would rather see The Invisible Man than Bloodshot. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, okay, then there's a guy who says Sonic, um, and there's a guy called Orson Begg says Parasite for him to accept the black and white version. Oh. Ooh. Exactly my reaction. That was my reaction. I had to reply in capitals. There was a black and white version. How did I not know this? <laughs> and he says that he wasn't aware about. It. He said I wasn't aware until I was in the cinema. I think it was released to coincide with the run up to the award ceremonies. He uh, he has yet to see the color version, but watching it, especially in the dark tones, with all the dark tones and blood, was like watching Schindler's List. It was very fitting. And. Somebody says, Sean, I know I've already told you that this is like one of my great... I'm happy this film is coming back in audience at least because Cine Walls are chickens. <laughs> audience at least. It says Onward. Onward was the last one that he saw. Onward. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, but, but I liked Onward too because I, I managed to catch Onward. So I think I reviewed that as, as liking that, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We, we both, yeah. both like that one. And uh, okay, someone says 1917. They were about to book a quiet place too, but then it all went wrong. <laughs> Which I can agree. Boy, with. did it go wrong? Yeah, boy, it did. Yeah, boy, did it go wrong? And uh, somebody said, "Oh, so I think quite a few people replied to that saying quiet place too. Yeah, they wanted to see that." Someone says Joker, Star Wars Episode Nine, and I restrained myself from saying something about that. I'm going into another rant. 1917, <laughs> Terminator, Dark Fate, Sonic, Bad Boys for Life. We like that. Jumanji, The Next Level, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood was the last one that this person saw. I think there's people in America as well who saw this. Birds of Prey, Birds of Prey, Onward, The Invisible Man. Oh, somebody says, Angrazi Medium, the last film to start Efran Khan, and it was a Bollywood film. So on my 26th birthday Ooh. on the 14th of March. I think somebody's a bit cultured, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> I think somebody's but that that was that was Michael Foley. I think he's a bit cultured. So Kevin Dean Schroeder says 1917. Somebody uh Sean, The Hunt. The Hunt. Oh, see, yeah, we like that. Yeah. Oh, couple, I like that. Yeah. A, a couple of people said The Hunt. A couple of people put The Hunt down. The Banana Split movie, 1917, Joker, The Hunt. It was awesome, but I won't be going back to cinemas anytime soon. <laughs> says <laughs> says Craig Nori. Uh, oh, at Sharon, we have we have somebody who's with you. We have someone who who I was wondering if there anyone else out there who'd seen Military Wives. Oh, sorry, no, no. I think it's this is, is it just, Emma. It's Emma, yes. 
Emma. I liked Emma as well. Yeah, that's my second to last one. Yeah, there, there were, there is no, there is no military wives on this list. There's no. Military. Oh. Someone else says Onward was the last one I saw in theater. Onward, The Hunt. I kind of liked it. 1917, and to, to 1917, a guy called Sundrip Malotra. Yeah, I think I pronounced that right. Says, I'm so glad I caught that in the cinema. I can't go back for a long, long time. I can't imagine going back for a long, long time. And that was an amazing experience on the big screen. I think I would agree with that. I think 1917 is one of those films that is, it, you look at it and you go, yep, yeah, this, this is why you have big screens. <laughs> this is yeah. why you have big screens. This is why you have surround sound. Uh, my Spy, The Invisible Man, yay. The Gentleman. Mm. Yeah, I think. She, oh, the Guy Ritchie film. The Guy Ritchie film with. Matt yeah, that's the Guy Ritchie film. Yeah, a lot of a lot of Invisible Man. We're getting a lot of Invisible Man. Someone says, <laughs> Sandra Malotra again says, Parasite. He was the second time. He says, I don't believe in God, but I think that was some kind of divine intervention. <laughs> 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 that the last one he saw was Parasite, because yeah, as we say, with me with my uh, me with my fantasy island, fantasy island, yeah. Sean, Sean with his bloodshot, it's kind of like, uh, there's a guy called Anthony Knight, he says it was his own, his, his own premiere, it was a film that he starred in, that he saw at a film festival, it was the last thing he saw in the cinema, The Gentleman, great film, <laughs> this is somebody, this is somebody whose pain, is a guy called Bill Boswell, and I have to say, I totally, totally feel this guy's pain, he says, part of the reason I really want to go back is because, at present, my last film at the cinema was Blumhouse's Fantasy Island. <laughs> oh wow <laughs> he says wow. and I replied saying same here not a good note to end a film watching year on he goes absolutely agree <laughs> <laughs> okay so Charlatan by Agnieszka Holland at the Berlinale Art House I think because I never heard of that by someone called Carla B. Gutman Sonic the Hedgehog he did book to see an if he, oh that Sean this is someone else who was like on the line with you he says I did book to see an unlimited screening for the pilot episode of the Mandalorian but I was convinced not to go that day because my dad was worried I would get infected. Oh really? So, yeah, so it's a, it would have been his final date and he and someone just another guy Jack Carter says Star Wars Nine sad face to which I replied, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fantasy yeah. Island, Spies in Disguise, Halloween, 1917, The Invisible Man, The Lighthouse. Ha! <laughs> That's literally what this person has written. What was it called? Malia T. She just goes like, The Lighthouse. Ha! 1917, Star Wars. <laughs> um, I'm in America, so I hope I can still participate with this. This song called Zach McBride. I saw Emma in the theaters here two weeks before lockdown. Um, ooh, somebody whose last film in the, the-, in the f- uh, they say the theater, so I'm guessing they're in America, and they say theater, and they spell it with a T-E-R at the end. Ah, oh, instead of an R-E. Yeah, instead of an R-E. We'll allow it. We'll allow it. You're a film, You're a film fan. We'll allow it. <laughs> it's, she says, well, I'm in the USA, but my, the last movie I saw in the theater was Judy. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, there's a um, lot of Sonic. Sonic shows up again. The yeah. Hunt. Sonic. The Hunt. Invisible Man. Onward. Captain Marvel. <laughs> to which I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, I was like, "Wait, Captain Marvel? What the heck?" That's a while. <laughs> you haven't seen anything for that long. <laughs> I, was, I was like, "Yeah," and, and this person didn't. And he he did not answer my que- my follow on question, which was, "Why haven't you seen anything since?" <laughs> it's like, what what happened? Did you go? There's into- been a few out of there. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. Did did you go into lockdown like a year early? 
what happened? I mean, I, I don't understand why you would not have seen a film since then. Uh, Tokyo Godfathers, Birds of Prey. And they say, this person says, Akash Bahan says, Birds of Prey, a mediocre, a mediocre end to the cinema experience. I don't know about that. I kind of liked Birds of Prey. But, yeah, I, I, it was, it was, I don't know. No, I can't remember. No, I don't think I did actually, did I? Much. No, I didn't like it. I don't think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, I thought it was all right. So onward, onward. Someone says they've watched the out of Joker about 10 times. It ran so long at this local cinema. So I think that they were a bit of a Joker fan. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> somebody says, I've honestly forgotten what the last thing I saw was. <laughs> Sonic, <laughs> <Is that good? laughs> Sonic, the Lodge, Sonic, Underwater, Joker, The Spy, or My Spy, which was that film with David Bautista. It was essentially about David Bautista doing his kindergarten. Yes. Film. Yeah, it, it seems like it's him. It's him doing the kindergarten cop, and I I didn't see that. And sadly, it was the lodge, um, Fantasy Island. Oh my god! So uh, 1917. There's a lot of 1917. And someone, oh, I think somebody, someone called Antonio Pal, Palanco. No, Polanco. Antonio Polanco says La Home Invisible, <laughs> uh? which I'm guessing is what they call the Invisible Man in France, probably. The invisible Man. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, that's it. Someone says, "Dude, where's my car? How do you?" Hey, what? Cinema? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. As, <laughs> so as he's a... had a twenty-year fellow spell and of not going. For <laughs> <cinema>. <laughs> oh, like, what? <laughs> well, I'm guessing if you watch dudes, where's, dudes, where's my car in the cinema? That might be enough to put somebody off for twenty years. It might just be. And someone says Harley Quinn. So I just thought it was funny seeing the seeing the, the films that people had seen the last thing because this is one of the questions that we ask people when they come onto yeah. when they come onto the show as um for the interview. Which leads us on to the interview today. Now, um I think this interview comes up has to come with a little bit of a disclaimer or, or a little bit of a of a caveat saying that we tried our best in this interview to prevent to present you with a glossary of terms that we used <laughs> because this interview was with my cousin who is also called Tosin. So through uh, you hear in the you hear in uh, a whole life how we've gone through and how we've differentiated who who's who. But there's bits of it where we go not just very Nigerian, but we go very Yoruba and we start using terms that we use, <laughs> that we use, and uh, I know Sharon, Sean, you guys have heard the, you've heard the interview, I'm not sure how well we did in stopping every now and then, I go, okay, hang on, we've just used the term, we need to do this, <laughs> we need to do some cultural, a uh, glossary terms, some cultural explanation of what that word means, I'm not sure how many, of how, uh, uh, how well we did in that, what do you guys think? I think you did very well. I think a <laughs> yes. few term, yeah, I think you did say, hang on, what is that? What have I just said there that people don't understand? So, yeah, I think you did very well. In, yeah, um, I did. Yeah, I thought, thought you did very well. So, how, how long ago was it since you saw saw him, Tozin, actually, actually to, to meet him? Has it been a while? Or? The last time I saw Tozin just... was in February. He came down to demo. Oh, right. oh, oh so your birthday. Ago. Yeah, yeah, he came down to demo for my birthday thing. So, yeah, the last, last time ah. I saw uh, was then. So, we haven't seen each other for a while, but it's kind of like it's, it's one of those things where you know you have a friend and you don't see them for ages, but then you meet up and it's like you never you, you saw each other yesterday. Yeah. That that's that's the way it's always been with us. But like we've, I think there was probably like a period of almost a decade where we didn't see each other and it was like nothing, no time passed. He's just we're we're just that close. So with that caveat, I, this is probably one of my favorite interviews that I've done so far because in this one we got to answer I mean Sean Sharon you guys have heard me talk about how there were no cinemas in Nigeria growing up yeah and, yeah 
and yeah. and he unfortunately when cinemas came or well, came back to nigeria i had left and he was still there and he gets to give us almost like a sort of ground level ground level view of what impact cinema had to um to nigeria when cinema came back and what it meant to people and how people reacted to it and i absolutely love that so without further ado i would like to introduce you now to tosin for joining us on the netflix versus cinema podcast interview now um you so i am speaking to tosin ogulesi now tosin you People yeah. who listen to the podcast will realize that we have the same name. We have the same first name. And, and the the fact that we've known each other, I think since, I'm pretty sure since I was five and you were three. <laughs> yeah. 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 It means that we think that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Uh, we, we've pretty much spent our entire lives being called Tosin O and Tosin A. True, true, true. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I'm, not, I'm not sure whether you've listened to any other episodes of the podcast yet. Uh, have you Have you been listening to Edgars and seen what we've been doing since, during this lockdown period? I've listened to a few, but I, I must confess I have not listened to the more recent ones. My bad, Tosine. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> just in case, just in case anybody was wondering who is Tosin A and who is Tosin O, I am yeah, Tosin yeah, A. Exactly. I, I'm Tosin A. He's Tosin O. And so, yeah. so the, okay. the original, the original Tosin. You forgot to mention that. Uh, I, I was going to let that slide. I, I was, <laughs> I was, I was going to let that slide, but. But but as as a very as a very very good aburo, you have pointed it out and you're giving me the steps. So so for anybody who wonders what the heck was that word I just used, I just said aburo, which is a Yoruba word, which is the tribe we come from in Nigeria. It's a Yoruba word yep. that means um, that means younger, like the uh, younger, younger sibling, yeah. younger brother, younger, younger brother. cousin, younger yeah. sibling, yeah, younger yeah. sister. So aburo is Egbo means older one. So it's like you know, I say like yeah. yeah. Tosin has just been a very good aburo, and he has he's he's g'd up my thank you Egbo. Thank you very much Egbo means older one. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you saw you sort of massaged my ego like a very like a good Yoruba boy should. You, you massage the older no, person's ear. <laughs> Now, you, you know those you know those uh, rules come with reciprocations. The younger massages the older's ego, and the ego <laughs> embellishes him with funds. Wait, 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 yeah, yeah. That's only if the older one has funds. <laughs> that, that's only if the older one has funds. Otherwise, the other one, older one, just sort of like you know reciprocates with abuse. So. <laughs> So uh, okay. Anyway, what we've been doing on the podcast so far. So during this, so is obviously the show is called Netflix versus Cinema, and I always try and do this in case anybody's listened to this. In case this is the first episode they've listened to, we usually would go to the cinema and see three films in a week. Between me, Sean, and Sharon, we would usually see at least three films a week. Some days Sean goes beast mode and he sees like five. But um, and, <laughs> expected. Yeah, and I don't uh, know Sean, but you know, well, any movie buff. Let's put it this way. Sean is a man who has he has a Cineworld World Unlimited card, and Cineworld World at the end ah. of last year sent him an sent him an email to say how many films he had seen that year. He had seen 150. <laughs> okay, which I is, mean he could do better. But okay, <laughs> which which wait, wait look at that 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 is on, that's an average of three a week in the cinema. <laughs> so I mean, talk about value for money, right? Exactly. Is, how much is that card? That card I is, think is about. What fifteen quid? Seventeen ninety nine. Seventeen ninety nine a month. 
$17.99. And a movie costs about seven pounds nowadays. Exactly. Six pounds, seven pounds. Exactly. So, <laughs> okay. Let's, let's he's, I mean, he's, he's missing, he's missing. How, and how many, what, did you say three movies a day? No, no, three movies or a week. a week. Three movies a week. So 52 uh, weeks in a year, he saw 150 movies. Okay, okay. So if we're doing, oh, okay, so that's three. If I mean, if you watch three movies a month, you would have paid for the card. He has surpassed that. By... <laughs> <laughs> let, let, let's by, let's four, by four times. Let, let's just say that Sean so knows how. Sean knows how to make something a bargain. So, but, okay. so usually yeah. we would see three things. He must be Jebu. He was okay. Uh, okay, you see now. This is this. Is, we're going to spend this entire this entire interview explaining <laughs> everything that we're saying. Bro, <laughs> explaining. Explain all the I, I think fine. we're going to have to send this podcast out with like a glossary to explain all the terms <laughs> we're using. So ah uh, yeah, that's, that's it. All right, cool. Okay, so he just Good said Jebu. So. Tosin just said Ijebu. So Tosin, oh, just said Ijebu. Now, Ijebu is yeah. a tribe that I come from, and I believe that you have some Ijebu in your family. My mom. Yeah, your mom. My mom, yeah. Your, your mom is, well, she has Liberian in her in her family tree, yeah. but also Ijebu. Yeah. And, and yeah. He, so that's the, so we both come from the Yoruba tribe. And mm-hmm. the part of the tribe that we come from uh, is Ijebu. It's called Ijebu. And we are known for being stingy. We are known for... Our, actually, we're very, we're very prudent with spending, <laughs> you know? Yeah, some people say prudent. Some people... So, it's, <laughs> essentially, essentially, some people say prudent. Some people say stingy. The long and short of it is that we do not like money leaving our pockets. Money goes... <laughs> money doesn't go out. <laughs> and, and if money goes out, we're going to make sure that money stretches as far as it possibly can until it's begging for mercy yeah let's explain a different way basically money is on a timeout their ground money is grounded in the ijebu household (laughs) you're not going anywhere till graduation and even when you get to graduation (laughs) even when you get to graduation you're coming back to this house and paying rent that's how that's how money works Money so, was a student. <laughs> that, that, that is pretty accurate. That's pretty. So, so Sean, Sean, I know you're going to listen to this at some point. Sean, congratulations. We have made you an honorary Ijebu man based on your cinema usage. <laughs> anyway. Boom, done. Yeah, so that's it. Sean is an honorary Ijebu man. I know, I know some people sort of like, yes. and, and you're, you're living in Scotland. And I know that whenever I explain what Ijebu means to some people in England, they go, oh, that's like a Scotsman, which is something uh-huh. that, which, which, I'm not sure how the I'm not sure how the Scots people will feel about that. <laughs> no, actually, it's a thing. So in Edinburgh, in, in Edinburgh, you know, they they actually pride themselves for being. I don't know. Actually, let me let me not misquote <laughs> the Edinburgh culture. <laughs> I'm not sure. Hey, but I'm hey, not sure. All, all, I, right. all I know is that I know every single Ijebu man it prides himself on that, and I know that when we yep, were in too. school, when we were in school, it got me out of buying like usually girls a drink from a tuck shop or something like that because yeah, it's it, against my culture for pretty much you, you know when you get to that point I where brought up that way you, you know when, when you get to that point where boys and girls start noticing each other and and like you know girls are like yeah come on here buy me a drink or buy me an africola or something like that uh yeah, yeah africola yeah. A brand of cola that we had in yep. Nigeria, <laughs> and, yep. and it's like buy buy African cola or something. All I I just I just say oh, I'm sorry I'm Ijebu, and they would stop bothering yeah. me. <laughs> <And that> would... <laughs> 
because you know the return on their investment of time is not good. Yeah, yeah, they know, they know this, this, this is going nowhere. This going is nowhere. going nowhere. All right. Nowhere. So, okay, we keep getting sidetracked. Thank you for being a victim, if you want to call it that, uh, <laughs> interviewee, <laughs> uh, interviewee, or this Disclaimer. episode. Uh, You're very much welcome. I, 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 was, I was actually looking forward to it. And I'll insert disclaimer here. Yeah, <laughs> I am. I like. I like. I like film, but I'm nowhere near the likes of Sean, yourself, and the other lovely lady, Sharon. Oh, jeez, I forgot her name. Karen. Sharon. 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 Yeah. There you go. How's that? How's that for, for for forgetting people's names and then mispronouncing it all in the same <laughs> sentence? <laughs> but <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm no. I'm no way an official if official of uh, a film buff like you guys so disclaimer notice but yeah i do like movies so no, yep no, let's do it yeah, that's no point so let's kick off let's kick off with um what is the first film you ever saw at a cinema okay so my i, I need a backstory to this right Go ahead. Lagos, nigeria like yourself same area you grew up in i think so, cinemas only came to nigeria Around early two thousands, yes. Uh, yeah, and sounds about right. Yeah, Silverbird Cinemas and in Ikoyi, where you used to live, where yep. we we used to where you used to live. Yeah. And to cast my mind back that far, I think I think it was the first Transformers movie. Oh, now, all right. Now, 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 let's date. Let's date. Let's date it. Um, when was the first Transformers movie? The first Transformers movie. I'll let, I'm just having a quick search to try. Is that that or 300? One of the two. So I just need to date the two, and then we can nail it on on the, on the head. Okay, so let's have a look at this. The first Transformers, 2007, was the first. Nope. Was the first Transformers movie? Too late. Too late. It was probably 300. 300. 300 was released in 2007. <laughs> Okay, three hundred was actually released in two thousand. It was released two thousand and six in America, two thousand and seven over here. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, but, okay. So, Man, but, let's, but, let's, let's do three hundred. Okay, so so uh, but let's talk a little bit about what you were you, you were saying because okay, but by this time, what age were you at, um, when you saw this the first time you actually got to go to a cinema? Okay, as you mean, it was two thousand and seven. It's just, it was probably earlier than that, probably around 2003. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, geez, a bit of math here, minus 7, 31. 21. Right? 31. 31. Hang on a minute. Why no, no. 2020? It, it would have been 2000. It would have been, been 21. <laughs> yes, yeah, 21. It, of course. I was it, just testing you today. <laughs> Fine. So, so. Oh, math is excellent. So well, well, yeah, it's it's uh, I'm 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 lucky enough to be have been born in 1980. So for me, whenever I have to figure out what year, what age I was in a year, it's round. I just round I just take you. the first the first let the first number of the year and the last number and, and that subtract. Yeah, 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 good. So right up right until 2010, that's all I had to do was like, yeah. how old was I in 2007? Two seven twenty seven. So so <laughs> ah, so so what you doing there? Yeah, so it's it's always been quite easy for me. So with that, okay. So you said, um, 
So, okay, so you were were 21. And I think for a lot of people who might be listening, a lot of people in the UK, it's a bit weird that you don't get to see a film until you're 21 in a cinema. And oh, so you you were mentioning a little bit about about growing up in Nigeria and there not being cinemas. And I remember because you used to stay with us. You you mentioned Ikoi, which was the area of Lagos that we lived in, and we would travel yeah. from there from from the island to the mainland every day to go to school. And we used to drive past this big building called and it, it said Casino Cinema uh, at the yeah. top of it. Yeah, yeah, it used to say Casino Pen Cinema. What? It was Pen Cinema. It, it was called Casino Cinema while, while I was there. And I think it might have changed. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It was because I left Nigeria in 1996. Ah, uh, okay. I see. Yeah. So, I see. So it might have... But, and that was just a building that it just seemed like it was into disrepair because I think there used to be a, a cinema, like a thriving cinema thing, probably in the 70s mm-hmm. in Nigeria. And for some reason, it just yeah. went... It just died as as yeah. problems grew in the country as we ended up with a military dictatorship after military dictatorship it just died and then but after i left cinema started coming back to nigeria so you were still in nigeria when they came back so what was it like yeah. when you said silverbird cinemas what was it like yeah. when silverbird said we're opening a cinema what was what was the buzz like in in lagos at that time it was because so if you think about Lagos, there's a lot of – it's separated into different classes, right? Yeah. So the – should I say upper middle class Yep. Um, might have traveled outside the country. So they recognized what cinemas were, and the buzz was out of this world. Like lines around the building – Literally, it was opened up in a mall, so people people would just go there just to hang out. Yeah, and you know, tickets were sold out in minutes. You know, <laughs> and it it was the place to go pick up. I mean, not pick up. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it was the place to go and hang out. You know, you wear your really nice clothes, Timberland boots, jeans new t-shirts from america or the uk if you had relatives there and you know you just went to hang out there or you took if you you know took a girl there or a young lady to go and impress her you know it was it was the place uh after i think so it opened in 2004 so there's no way i could have watched that movie in 2003 so i was probably 20 20 22 23 when i saw my first movie there yeah and you know like, like i said the buzz was 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 amazing it was great i'm sure they made loads of money uh it was on three floors um i'm trying to remember yeah when i was working at the time i already started working because i just graduated from uni done something called national youth service which is a compulsory year of service after you graduate from university yeah and it's like it's like it's like the equivalent of the military training that, that they have in um, south so, korea and stuff yeah yeah and after when i when i was i remember my office was quite close to the cinema so it was about a 10 minute drive from the cinema and lagos is divided into uh, the mainland and and the island by the longest bridge in west africa it's called the third mainland bridge yeah. and i had i remember having friends who lived on on the mainland and I used to work on the island right so a, a favorite pastime would be after work we go see a movie right so I was the project manager of this <laughs> group of friends you know? <laughs> 
I could not miss the trailers. I could not miss the previews. So I'm, I'm telling friends, okay, guys, are we doing this? You know, and pre- this was way before WhatsApp. Yeah. So you had to actually call your friends, and you know, mobile phones had just landed in in Nigeria, Nigeria yeah. as well. Yeah. Before, and you had to call them. Um, another friend who had to call another friend or oh, i have to check with this person oh i'm bringing my girlfriend oh i have to i was like guys 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 i do not have time for this i the movie starts at seven i'm gonna be there at 6 30 with everyone's tickets I'll be there with my ticket. if you don't send money to buy your ticket i'll see you later well, that's it i have been famed for going to movies at like 10 a.m in fact I, I actually enjoy that time, either at 10 a.m. or like 12 midnight. You know how movies come out the day before? Yeah. And you can see see the first showing like in oh, yeah. midnight. Oh, yeah, mid- yeah. yeah, like five minutes past midnight or That's something. Me. I, yeah. just pretend, I just pretend I'm in my own house in the middle seat, right in the middle, and pretend like um, I have a cinema in my house. <laughs> and I just watch it by myself. People thought I was weird. I don't care. <laughs> that problem, not mine. <laughs> So I've given up my friends for cinema. I've given, up, <laughs> I've given up relationships for cinema, and uh, yeah, I dare say I've been I've been dubbed a weirdo for watching movies alone because I don't understand how people can't understand how watching a movie alone is very therapeutic. I, I don't get it. Okay, all right. So that's my. That, it was a great experience. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, so oh, all right. there's so many questions kicking off. I'm gonna try and keep this thing online, but there's so many questions <laughs> kicking off in my mind right now. So, um, so, um, so before, so, okay. There's people who, as you said, there were people who had 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 a chance to travel abroad out of Nigeria at that time, had seen yeah, cinemas in yeah. other countries, and so when cinemas came to Nigeria, they were like, they, I can imagine, I can imagine that if I was in Nigeria at that time and cinemas, were, I would have been out of my mind. And the, so, but so but before that, obviously we had the video stores, and you'd go and you rent video videos and all that sort yep. of stuff. Oh, that's that's another era. That, that, I know that's another era that we that we can only touch on here because we and we're trying to keep this into half an hour. We 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 could go on for an hour about about video mat and mega movies and all that. We we could go on for an hour about those those, those places. So when you went, whatever the first film it was that you went to see in an actual cinema, compared to what you'd seen in video at home and all that what yeah. was what was it like the difference between seeing something at home that you've been watching you've been watching all these films all this time and seeing yeah. something in the cinema what was the what was the difference like for you I don't, yeah i mean come on you know <laughs> if, you're, if you're comparing a screen i mean we used to use the there was a cathode ray tv at that time so you yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 75 inch if you had a 75 inch cathode ray television at that point in time you were a millionaire you're probably the son of a governor <laughs> or you know some ex-dictator's cousin you know? yeah 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 um because you didn't really have plasma screens or LCDs at that time. No, yeah. no, no LEDs, no QEDs, QLEDs and all that. No, it was cathode ray and you were looking at maybe a screen size of maybe what, uh, 17 or 21. Max, yeah. You uh, know, yeah. An upper middle class living room, <laughs> sometimes locked up. <laughs> um, <laughs> two things right with the cinematic experience is sound and visuals right okay so, yeah. first of all the thing that hits you is size of the screen and next thing and when the movie starts 
you know, thing that hits you, surround sound. I think there's a difference between uh, um, surround, stereo, and mono. Yeah, before we get too technical. But I, I think it's those things, right? You you kind of get in, in your living room watching a, a film. Um, it's, it's not blacked out like the cinema is. So it's, it's, there's still uh, a feeling of, Oh, reality is happening behind you. Mom, mom says, "Will you pause that television and <laughs> come and help me pick this Ewedu cultural reference?" Okay, cultural <laughs> reference. Ewedu. You know, I actually found yeah. out. I actually found out what the sort of like scientific name for Ewedu was. I found out that it's something that they eat, especially in the mid in the Middle East. They have oh, a really yeah. They have a name for it. Like, oh, I have a Middle Eastern friend who uh, she's Palestinian and. She, yeah. when she found out that about a wedding, she was like, "Oh my god, we have that too! That's blah blah blah!" And she, and she called it some other name. I was like, "What are you talking about? No, it's a wedding." <laughs> and it, it, it is it. So a wow. is a is like a it's like a leaf that I think is in the yeah. same family as spinach. I think it's in the same family. I thought, it, I thought it was like mint, the same part of family as mint, but I'm not sure. I, I think spinach and mint might be in the same family, but it's it's in that sort of okay, it's that sort of family. You don't get it that much over here, but apparently in the Middle East and yeah. in uh, across Africa, you do get it. So a way do that's it. Now okay, oh, wow. now we've done the glossary yeah. thing for that. So mum says, "Come help, come help me cut this away, yeah. come, come help me pick this away, which is you know, come help me in the kitchen to cook, and then you." If you have to pause the movie, go help, come back. And by the time you come back, um, our National Electric Power Authority <laughs> has, decides decides to um, cut electricity. So NEPA, as we like to call it, only <laughs> takes takes light. And you know, and then you, you can't you can't continue watching your movie. The the cassette tape is stuck in the VHS player. Because there's no electricity uh, to eject it, it. yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can't find other ways to occupy your time. Cut to the future, um, you know, we've got laptops, so that problem of power cuts is not there. Of course, the problem of mom calling you never goes away. Yeah. (laughs) You need to leave the house for that to happen. Um, And then, you know, cut cut to cinemas, there's first of all, there's nothing else happening around you. Everyone is there for one objective only. That is, that is to watch movies yeah. for the next hour and a half, right? So, you know that there's no there's no outside interference. And then, of course, um, surround sound, um, the size of the screen. I think um, IMAX came a bit later, but yeah, I think those are two key differences, right? You you cut away from. Um, any distractions mm-hmm. and I think sound is a really key key aspect sound and visuals uh, obviously very different oh okay cool uh, so and so did you it, was it like a come to Jesus moment when people actually came you know <laughs> where, when people got oh. into a cinema in the first time and they were sat down there and it was like you know like you know they used to have the whole old TH, THX thing on I used to was it? Um, yeah, I, I, I love that. By the way, that sound effect is—it <laughs> gives me goosebumps. And the other one that gives me goosebumps is the one that Cinewall did. You know, when they go vroom doom, vroom doom, and it's as if the screen is is a heartbeat. <laughs> it is amazing. It's amazing. Anyway, so so so, moment. so yeah, for people yeah. in Lagos, was it like a come to Jesus moment when that happened? Was it like, oh my this god! All, all my life, all my life, I have been, I have been blind, and now I can see. <laughs> I, I, 
I would answer that question by describing a moment in cinema, in Nigerian cinema. There is a key difference between cinema here and cinema in Nigeria. The key difference is commentary. So yep. Everyone you're watching with is commenting and making noises about what's going on on the movie, right? So imagine this Michael Bay explosion. Everybody, and then the, the hero jumps off a building and parachutes and lands at the same time onto a moving car. Um, everyone goes, oh, starts. Next thing you hear is a round of applause. And you hear people like, oh my goodness, O'Shea! O'Shea means thank you. Thank you in Yoruba, yeah. Like, and it's, it's like, wow. It's like, wow. Did you see that? And everybody's clapping for the next maybe 10 seconds. Everybody dies down. Movie's still playing. And you get that running commentary throughout the entire movie. Imagine if it was a drama or uh, it was a romantic comedy where <laughs> a husband is cheating on a wife. You, someone might just mistakenly say, ah, stop loving him, oh. ah, <laughs> you're going to be stupid if you go back to him, oh. no, just turn around, stop titling in real time. <laughs> it should be a thing, you know, <laughs> some titling movies and commentary in real time. And that is something you actually miss when you're here watching movies, <laughs> especially if it's like an action movie and, you know, someone... Some stuntman does a crazy acrobatic or something, and, and no one says, Oh, shit. <laughs> You're like, Oh, man, I'm not feeling like I should. <laughs> you know? and, 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 and it's literally that's the feeling Nigerians have when, when they started watching movies in the cinema. <laughs> Literally, it's, it's like that. It's like it's like your mom trying to ask you questions every time you're watching it. Yeah. Like, okay. And, okay. Um. So did he? Uh, <laughs> was he married? That guy's mom. I don't know. We are both watching the same movie. I think we need to watch a bit more and stop talking. Slap <laughs> to find out. <laughs> the slap. The slap was a cultural reference, but it's in English. <laughs> Yes, really, yes. Always yeah. respect your parents. I never talk back to them. Yeah, don't, don't talk back to your parents. Don't, don't talk about your parents, or they'll give you something to talk about. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Cool. Cool. Good stuff. Good stuff. And um, so, so for uh, okay, one final question on this before we move on. Before we move on. Okay. Uh, so okay, so this is obviously for you, for somebody like you who you're. So you, you said that you've you've given up, um, you've given up relationships for cinema, you've given up friendships for cinema, all that. But for <laughs> but for the but for the average person, so you were talking about people who are trying to meet, they're trying to meet somebody who they're hoping to go out with or something like that for the boys. Yeah. It's uh, you know yeah. trying to trying to take a girl out to the cinema. What do you think it was yeah. like having this cinema as this thing to go to now? Today. No, 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 oh, no. Then. then, yeah. When, then. when it got launched. When it got launched in Nigeria. Yeah. Um, like, what do you mean? Like, how did it change the dating scene? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's go with that. Like, yeah. I mean, it's like for, for yeah. them, was it, was it a come to Jesus thing as well? Or was, it, was that just for people who had been like, oh, my God, I've been wanting to watch a film on, on Uninterrupted for like, you know, 21 <laughs> years of my life? <laughs> Actually, it was a double-edged sword. Because I think movie tickets at that time were a thousand five hundred dollars um, naira, which is the equivalent. Yeah, I, I don't know what the equivalent of that is. Um, 
and depending well, on the show, now it, nowadays it will yeah. probably be about three four pounds. Yeah, much more. Yeah, 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 much more. Yeah. Um, but depending on the showing, I think you paid a little higher. <clears throat> okay. I think. Um, so double-edged sword in that, yes, um, it was the go-to default place, or actually, yeah, default place to to take a, a lady out for a movie if you wanted to impress her, and then maybe food afterwards or beforehand. But then you had to shell out cash, so <laughs> it's just another <laughs> for the Jebu guys, the, <laughs> the Jebu men in the in society was just another channel. <laughs> to spend money on things that are not yourself. I mean, popcorn, popcorn was there, uh, drinks, the usual actually, not too different from here in terms of food. Yeah, um, they pretty much just copied yeah, the templates. Yeah. yeah, yeah, copied template. The cinema was on the top floor and on you know first and ground floors, you had stores and retail spaces mm. um, and places for kids to play. So it was almost like a family mall and with with cinema screens uh, at the top of it so um in terms of yeah i guess <laughs> for the dating scene mostly um teenagers young adults um i i can't remember hmm okay, okay. Did I, with, yeah, yeah, yeah friends i was thinking of any personal stories from friends but they're all probably too stingy too <laughs> they're only jumbo. Like, I, mean, I don't know what that says about me though because you know show me your friends and i'll show you <laughs> okay so so uh, because this is a, this is one of the things that absolutely it absolutely um it, it fascinates me the cultural impact of film and what film does to a culture and especially somewhere like nigeria where yeah. you'd had all these things so Oh, good lord! Okay, you've you've pretty much covered why cinema and why cinema is so great in everything that you said. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm not gonna yeah. ask you that question just so you, you don't repeat yourself. But so we had cinemas appeared in Nigeria, and this is uh, this is the bit I'm going to talk about. Like you know, we at the moment we have things like you know the protests happening in the place where Agogo, your wife, comes from, Maryland. There's a lot of protests yeah. happening there yeah. about George Floyd. And um, yeah. and so it started off this big conversation about uh, worldwide as to, you know, what are essentially race relations, because it's not just mm-hmm. white Americans or black Americans. I personally think it is it stems from the way Europe has viewed Africa. And I think that, I think that's where it stems it stems from, and oh, a yeah. bit of that ends up with how Africans have seen themselves. So obviously, when Af- mm-hmm. when cinema started off back in Nigeria in the 2000s, you would have a yep. lot of imports from America and it would be like, let's go see the yep. American film because that's right. <laughs> but at the same time, we have yep. Nollywood. Nollywood, who, which yep. ha- is the most prolific, so the Nigerian film industry, which is the most prolific um, yeah. film industry in the world. We make the most films every single yeah. year. Doesn't mean that they're good, but we make the most films. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, it's all about volume, man. It's all about, about quality. <laughs> who cares about quality? Uh, are, people, are people still watching it? Yeah, then why do we have to make it better? Yeah. But, <laughs> They are a percentage of really good producers, directors, and filmmakers who still yeah. produce very quality work. I, I think, well, I think so. Especially nowadays, there's a company called Ink Blood Productions that's doing some good stuff that I'm yeah. looking at going here. Yeah, that's what I should be doing. But, um, but, um, how long was it before Nigerian movies started showing up in the cinema, or was it seen for a while as, oh no, 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 yeah, Nigerian movies, you go get that on your four videotapes down at the market, but like you know, the cinema, <laughs> the cinema is for the proper, the proper stuff from America. 
Um, I don't actually remember. Um, I think it was from probably about two years after it launched. Because yeah. It was. It didn't. I remember. I didn't take time for for Nollywood movies to show up. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. All right. Cool. That's good <laughs> was, to know. It wasn't too long. Yeah, yeah. And and I think it was it was a, it was a good thing because Nollywood movies are very popular across not just Nigeria but West Africa, yeah, yeah. Central Africa. You know, people like I, I was speaking to a friend uh, two weeks ago. He stays here in Edinburgh. He's Nigerian as well, grew up in Nigeria. And he said he met this um, Italian lady. <laughs> and she was talking about, what's it, Italian? I'm not sure. Italian or from from one of the Asian countries. I can't remember. And yeah. she was, you know, she was so excited when she met him. And he said he grew up in Lagos. <laughs> she was like, oh, 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 um, have you watched this movie and that movie? And, this movie? <laughs> and because of me, okay. I'm going to segue here. Majority of Nigerian movies that are not done properly, I I have this favorite phrase that, you know, if you watch it long enough, your IQ will drop. <laughs> so, you know, he has, he has the, I'm, you're laughing just, this is a true story, man. If you put two kids, one watching non-Hollywood movies, I'm not doing Nigeria service here, but this is to the, <laughs> Low quality ones. Yeah, majority, quality ones. majority of the Nollywood films. Yes, yes. I I know what you're saying because to be honest with you, there's there's like we need to balance balance the narrative. Yeah, yeah. yeah no. To, to be honest with you, I, I know what you're talking about. That yeah. there, there's there's yeah. a chat there's a channel on Sky TV which is Nollywood TV, and I can't watch yeah. that channel. Uh, like majority no. majority of the Nollywood films, I can't watch them because it, you're talking about sayings, and I know that we had a saying back in Nigeria that every everybody loves to watch a madman except his own family. <laughs> and and for, uh, for me i'm like no it's too embarrassing it's, we can we are, we are we are better we are better than this exactly. <laughs> and if anybody is listening to this wondering what the heck are they talking about go to go to someone who has sky tv find nollywood tv and watch it for five minutes <laughs> and watch it for five minutes thankfully things are yeah. getting better and people are beginning to go on the yeah. flip side on the flip side there are a lot of um web tv channels now red tv and danny tv who produce very good web series content you know yeah. episodes uh iroko tv is trying to do the same as well this is like the nollywood of nigeria yeah um Nef- go to netflix and check for some nigerian movies as well the they wedding party the quality ones yeah wedding party um um what was that one merry men you know some yeah some really good ones out there as well so <sighs> yeah yeah it's it's well that is i I think essentially you were talking about the fact that if you i think i cut you off when you were talking about if you watch too many nollywood movies after a while your iq your iq will drop (laughs) (laughs) so i i think it's one of the things when i look at um because if we're going to talk about the way the world is at the moment and how europe has related to africa and essentially but i think for me how africa has viewed itself and i think um i think Nollywood is one of those things that is going to show how Africa is beginning to view itself, and I, I think yeah, it's I what agree. and I think it's what happened in other areas of the world. If you go back mm-hmm. to the original films that were made in Hollywood, there was a lot of rubbish, and it was after okay, a while, true. and it was it was after a while yeah. that they started saying, you know what, we can do better than this, and then they started getting yeah. better, started getting better, and I feel like this is the same yeah. thing that's happening where people are beginning to go, we produce a lot of rubbish, and then we go, you know what. Yeah we are beginning to view ourselves better and we're beginning to view ourselves yeah. in that 
we can do better than this. <laughs> and, and a key and a key contribution to that is the fact that um, you know it's, it's a thing in our culture to get formally educated outside Nigeria. Yes. So what you have in our generation is that we've got a lot of. Um, professionals who were trained outside Nigeria who now live in Nigeria. So my, my very good friend, Abiola Shobo, he's now running Source Productions and he's schooled in uh, New York Film Academy in Abu Dhabi. You know, his yeah. friend Chuka Ejo, you know, trained in South Africa. So there's a, there's a crop of um, directors, filmmakers, sound engineers, post-editing, you know, all the, all the good professional stuff and that's been done outside the country, Hollywood, that is now being brought, skill sets being brought into the country. So the output of that and the outcome over time, I think will improve the quality of um, film films that get produced. Yeah, I think especially when you add when you add like a Nigerian aspect to it, I think it will bring something that people haven't seen in film right. for a long time. Um, and also, by the way, yep, yep. Hook, hook your egg bone up. What's going on, man? But... <laughs> the industry yeah, of course yeah okay but any, anyway i didn't realize we we're having That's like you old. know i didn't realize we we're having a budding film module on the podcast okay so <laughs> so okay so now let's fast forward and let's let's see if we can fast forward through the rest of the interview so um let's fast forward so now we've gone forward all these years you have you have uh, moved from lagos nigeria you are now living in edinburgh scotland and you have your cine world yeah. unlimited card it is 2020. You managed to see a film, and you don't. You might not even realize at that time that that's the final film you're going to see for a long time. What was the final film that you actually saw before lockdown was announced and cinemas had to close? Jeez, I have to think. <laughs> <laughs> I probably went to see it with the wife. I go go probably remember this because she has an exceptionally good memory, which is not good for fights. But that's a different <laughs> I would say it was um it wasn't Get Out, was it? No. Yeah, Get Out was, it was Get Out. Get Out was a couple of years ago. Yeah, it wasn't Get Out. It was probably a Marvel movie. One of the new ones. Well um, the last one would have been Spider Man Far From Home. Far from Home. Mm. Was it that one? Don't know. Let me come back to you on that one. Okay, I'll tell you what, you can you can send me a text and I'll mention it on the podcast where we where that uh, <laughs> I'll mention it uh, that what, what the film meanwhile, actually was. Meanwhile I'll send I'll send the wife a WhatsApp message and ask her <laughs> and, okay, and the final question, final question is what are you most looking forward to seeing when cinemas reopen? Oh 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 tenants. Oh tenants. <laughs> Alright, cool. So is yep, that what you yep. you're a big Christopher Nolan fan? Oh man, I was I was let's put it this way I was a fan of his movies before I found out who he was. And okay, all the other stuff he did. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. What was the first kind one? What was the first one you saw? Uh, was it Batman? Okay, Batman Begins. I've seen an, yeah, I've probably seen an earlier one, but I didn't realize he was the one who directed directed okay. it. Okay, he wait. He also did. I saw a recent one he did. Um. What's that one? The um, Magicians. Oh, The Prestige. Prestige. That yeah. was an awesome movie. Yeah. With um, Mike, um, Kristen Bale and Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Look at me quoting actor names. <laughs> <laughs> don't All worry, right. don't worry. We'll Let's make. Let's end the podcast now. Let's end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make you a film buddy buff yet. So, so Tenet, which is the which is the film that they seem to want to relaunch cinemas with? So they're talking about opening them up uh, mid July, and they're talking about Tenet so being the big yeah. one. So basically, I need to buy my tickets now. Uh, well, once they announce that they're going to open up cinemas again, but quite frankly, uh, I think especially with social distancing and everything like that, I think you're you're onto a winner with the ten o'clock in the morning viewings. Yeah. <laughs> with okay. uh, because Waves. I think sure. I think I think they yeah. might have more viewings in cinemas so that and more spread out so that you can go at different times and then that, that way you don't have to be worried about a whole bunch of people being around you. True. True. But but having said Do you that, know any... sorry. Obviously. Do you know any movie called Waves? I've heard of this film called Waves. Yeah, I think it was directed by a Senegalese yeah. director, wasn't it? I don't know, but apparently that's the last one we watched before COVID. Oh, oh, you got to see Waves. Yes, it, I think I think that's actually on Netflix now. I've I've heard good things yeah. about it. I've heard good things it's, about it's, it. It's, it's, is it a social commentary? I haven't. Well, I think it is because what I remember is it's, so. it's directed by a Senegalese director, and it has to do with something. Well, I, I'm not going to I'm not going to quote something that I'm, I'm not sure of, but it essentially has to. I think part of it is set in Senegal. <laughs> it has to do with something. It, part of part of it is set in Senegal, and I think it will be hard to set a film in Senegal without having some social commentary. So, <laughs> the epic emotional journey of a suburban African American family as they navigate love, forgiveness, and coming together in the wake of a tragic loss. Mm. Okay. 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 Then I'm, I'm going to have to have a look at that. I'm going to have to have a look at that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So I think that's it. I think I've taken up about half an hour of your time. Oh, good Lord. More like 40 minutes. <laughs> this is the, enjoyed every minute. This is the problem with the podcast interviews. Each time I get into them, I just start chatting and you start realizing that there's more stuff to talk about. And you're like, ah, maybe the interviews should be their own podcast. I don't know. But, 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 but it, it's something that we'll be thinking about. And we're thinking that even when cinemas reopen, we might still keep doing interviews because it is amazing and it's fascinating seeing people's insights, whether they are film aficionados or whether they just love watching films. And for me, as I say, I always love hearing about the cultural impact that cinema has. And I think something like Nigeria, which has had a recent sort of cinematic revolution, so to say, it is almost a case study of what impact does cinema have when you bring it into a group of people. And um, thank you so much for being an expert on what happened in Nigeria in the, in the 2000s with that. Uh, but uh, once again, Tosin O, oh, thank you very much for being on the show. Hey, insert a round of applause here. <laughs> <laughs> Takes bow. Exit stage left. <laughs> all, right, all right. Thanks. Thanks, man. Yes, that was Tosin O, as you have all heard. Tosin O, my cousin. Well, it's one of these weird things that you have, right? And I'm sure that you guys probably have when you have like, well, I think it, it happens a lot more in Nigeria than it does over here, where we're not actually biologically related. <laughs> but we're not actually biologically related, but the closest thing that we could, come to, we could speak about is that, yeah, we just say, yeah, we're cousins because it's easier than right to understand, to explain we're the cousins. fact. Yeah, yeah. We say we're cousins, even though we're not, we're totally not yeah. biologically related. <laughs> but, oh yeah, I've known. I have, to, I have to say, Tozin. Yep. Oh, wait. I have to say, I'm very honored. I'm very honored to be an honorary <laughs> member of, of the tribe. And yes, I think, 
I think I can relate to some of those. Um, I remember in my younger days, I was quite a, a tight ass. People would say, you know, they'd, they'd be like, if I, if I ever pulled out my my, my wallet, there would I would be the, the typical moths, you know. Yeah. But I think what that come from is when I was when I was younger, they had they didn't you know there was there wasn't a lot around really. Yeah. So, you know, so, but I can be. I mean, lately I've been. I was I was like really really mean. I was like a proper old miser. But I think I've started to become. I think I've mellowed, mellowed a little bit, you know. But uh, I can certainly. I'm certainly pleased to be an honorary member. Yes, yes. You, so, you, could you... Yeah. What was that, Sean? No, I just said. Um, what was the name of the the tribe again? Well, I'll okay. get this right. So, so, so okay, it's the Yoruba tribe. We, we, so we are Yoruba. Yoruba. But, but the the bit Yoruba. of the tribe that the bit of the Yorubas that are known for being stingy are the Ijabu. 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 Yeah, Ijabu. Yeah, so we said Ijabu. we made you an honorary Ijabu man. Because, <laughs> nice. because you know how to make a pound work for its money. <laughs> work for its money. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love a lot of the stuff that Tosin said. He's kind of like he said, essentially, in a Jabu man's house, money is grounded. Money is grounded. <laughs> You're not allowed to go anywhere. You're not allowed to go out. <laughs> Which is. <laughs> Which, to be honest with you, is very true. Is very true. And I, as I said, it did get me out of buying a whole bunch of drinks for a whole bunch of girls at that age where boys started to notice girls and vice versa. Mm. <laughs> so, oh, um, yeah, I could. Yeah, yeah, but the thing is, I, I could go, I could go on for ages about the stuff that we spoke about in there because I found it, I found it really, really fascinating. But I'll let what you, what did you guys think? Well, it's interesting well, when you were saying about how you would go in from the island into sort of the main sort of Lagos. Yes, yes. Proper, and you saw this old cinema, this casino cinema. Yeah. So obviously at some point there had been cinema in Nigeria, but yes. it obviously just, just or disappeared or was just not financially viable anymore for yes. people to get the films in with all these. You don't call it a junta, do you, in Nigeria? But you had the different sort of military leaderships. We had the military leaderships. And we never called it, we we just said it was military government. And we never called it a dictatorship, uh, probably because they didn't want to be seen as dictators. But but, but we we look back and we go, yeah, it was a a dictatorship. (laughs) But (laughs) so I think think around about the time when the the military dictatorship came in at the beginning of the 80s, it was probably around about the time that people, that cinema started disappearing in Nigeria. I don't know because I was born in 1980. So I was totally oblivious to this. I just grew up never seeing cinemas and never knowing what they were. (laughs) And and seeing them on TV and going, oh, that looks cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And and maybe reading about it in a book or something like that, but never actually being in a cinema until I was 16. For Tosin, he he was a little later on in life before he actually got to see one. And you heard him talk about just what it was meant. It, was it 300 or was it, yeah, Transformers? Yeah. Yeah. But I do must admit, I must admit, they probably would, I can understand why, how you would get like those that murmured, or not murmured reactions, like, oh, wow, oh, applause. <laughs> <laughs> when something happens. Um, because I think people sometimes forget that they can do that at home, but you don't do it at the cinema. And sometimes still people do. I've been at the cinema when some, where they were cooking something on the screen and a woman behind me said, oh, that's not cooked right. And I was like, yeah, you do it at home. <laughs> you don't do that in the cinema. <laughs> okay. you see, and, and, this is the thing. I think it's really, really interesting, the cultural differences, because I, for instance, if I'm in England, and if I'm in a majority, 
honestly speaking, if I'm in a if I'm in a England and I'm in a majority white audience watching a film, I expect everybody to be quiet, and I'm like, "What the hell yeah. do you think you're doing? Don't even rustle your popcorn. I don't want that." But if I'm in an yeah. <laughs> if if I'm in if I'm in an audience that is majority like Nigerian, just like Tosin says, I'm totally expecting people to be yelling at the screen. I'm totally <laughs> expecting stuff to be going on, and I'm loving it, and I'm absolutely loving it when that kind of stuff happens. But if I'm but for me, it's all about the context. If it's majority Nigerians, it's like what Tosin says. It's like he said that. He goes to watch a film and nobody nobody says, Oh wow, oh or as he says, Oh shit <laughs> nobody says that. And he kinda of goes, Oh I kinda of wish so. <laughs> Yeah, I wanna be a scout out. Yeah, yeah, what what a bit of what a bit of like interaction because it's I I I just think we think everything is interactive in Nigeria. Uh <laughs> and, and when he says that, I was right there in my head. I was right there when he I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, I totally understand that. It, and I think I mentioned it in the cinema. It reminded me of watching Blue Story last year. Um, and, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, when I watched Blue Story, it was, it was, it shows me that th- there's something about culture that just carries regardless of what happens. So obviously, it, I, when I watched it, there was majority black people and a lot of black people who'd grown up in this country, but they still maintained that thing that had carried on, even though some of them might, th- their parents might not even have been like, you know, first generation or anything that for them yeah they're sort of second or third generation yeah, yeah. It, but they still have that thing where you're like we're black people we're from africa we talk on the screen <laughs> it's, quite, <laughs> it's quite funny it's just quite funny um any uh, so anything else anything else uh, sean you want to say sean my honorary jabu man yeah I, I i i was quite interested then in, i mean i like it when hanging out you know hanging out around the area trying to to you know find girls and stuff <laughs> and um yeah i was intrigued by that i, I mean I, i've had a uh, there's been a couple of times when i've taken girls to the cinema and um i think i remember once it was like uh i thought oh really i went to see this film and you used to be able to smoke in the cinema so you used to be able to have a, a cigarette and then if yeah. you didn't smoke you would sit on on the right hand side they, in fact there used to be a little advert that come up and said maybe remind you for the, those patrons who prefer not to smoke Cheating areas on the right-hand side of this auditorium has been designated. Nose. Anyway, I remember I had this cigarette. I was there, and had my my arm around the the, the girl, and um, but I had, and I had a cigarette on the go, but I had it the wrong way round. I was sort of holding it, sort of with the lighted end towards me, yeah. thinking sort of like that, and I stubbed the the end, the oh, lit end no. of the my lip. Oh yes, <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh. Jesus, oh, you know what? Oh. I mean? I really, I can still remember this now thinking, oh, and it's throbbing and it's hurting. <laughs> the, the little sparkies of ashes gone everywhere. So I put it out and I'm like, I said, oh, I've got to go to the toilet. I've got to go to the toilet. And there's this big old blister thing on my yeah, right, 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 right. lip. And, uh, you know, I'm going like this. I'm like, mm. and she goes, what's the matter? What's the matter? I said, all right. So that was really, really embarrassing. So so that didn't get very far. That <laughs> I was One thing, I was in pain. And, um, and I mean, I can't even remember the movie, to be honest. I just remember that because I, I did it quite <laughs> early. You know, I was being super. Being super cool, being cool. yeah, yeah. Because I used to—I mean, the amazing thing was I used to in the cinemas. I used to have cigarette adverts and drink adverts. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, and there's the, you know, so they there was a brand called Silk Cut, and they used to do almost Hollywood production um, commercials adverts, with, yeah. with that. I mean, there was adverts, yeah. And there's one that, that is just like basically the film Zulu, and it goes, "Oh, can we can we interest you in these?" 
cigarettes. Oh, yes, thank you very much. They're like, you know, the old British chap with the silk cup. Oh, yes, incredibly much. So, yeah, so I remember that. Yeah. And, and the other one, I remember going to see, see one with a girl and she walked out on me. And it was a film, and I don't know why, it was a, The Thin Red Line. I remember that film. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it was like... The Terence Malick. Yeah, Terence, yeah, yeah, Terence Malick. Where there's because there's a bit at the beginning where some birds fall out of the tree and she says I'm not watching this and she got up and went and I'm like what do I do I want to see you in a line do I chase after her what do I do and I was like I think I just I pay for this ticket so yeah so so a bit a bit like your cousin a bit yeah. like your cousin he was like, <laughs> oh yeah he's like he's he's ended relationships ended relationships because of cinema. <laughs> He's ended friendships because of cinema. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, yeah, there's a there is a lot of sort of crossover there. But I think it's funny you you're talking about the fact that there used to be uh, drinks adverts and cigarette adverts in cinemas and all that. And one of the things that gets me, and I don't mean to get all film studies sounding about it, but it's kind of like the cultural impact that cinema has. Like you know, you're, you're, if you're talking about that, you're talking about the fact that you know people used to pay to have their cigarettes in in, in films. Because and cigarettes had this big boost because you'd have Robert Mitchum on the screen and Robert Mitchum would be smoking and everybody would be like, "Oh my god, mm. cool people smoke." He's smoking and, that brand, yeah, yeah. And then they'll go out and they'll start smoking because that's what cool people do. Cool people smoke, and they, even the fact that there was once when um, I think it was in, it happened one night. Clark Gable takes his shirt off and he is not wearing on a vest underneath it. And then all of a sudden, after that film came out, the sales of vests in the U.S. plummets because people are like, "Oh, real men don't wear vests." <laughs> and 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 then the 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 idea that Tosin was talking about, or that I, I pushed him to, like the fact that what happened and how the fact that we could have cinemas in Nigeria, I think, started making people think about Nigeria and think start thinking about themselves differently. And the fact after a while, Nigerian films started showing up in cinema because they were like, "Hang on a second, yeah, yeah we could do this." And the fact that that now I, mean, I know we we name checked a whole bunch of production companies who are actually making nigerian movies that don't make me want to cry so <laughs> <laughs> yeah because i've seen bollywood tv on sky not nollywood hey no, no. Nolly, sorry, nollywood I, excuse me i've seen that nollywood channel that you referenced yeah and i didn't last that long i have to say because <laughs> uh, i wanted to say okay i want to experience another culture see if you know if i you know i want to watch something you know that's not necessarily my own culture reflected back at me so i'll go and watch that i think i lost it about last about a quarter of an hour you um, lasted way longer than I do. <laughs> well, well done. Well done. But it is important, though, to have your your culture reflected back at you because I've often banged on about it in the past here how I do tend to watch most British films that comes out because I do like to see to hear my accent. I do like to see, you know, from countryside or things that I recognise yeah. on screen. Yeah. So you think. It's only right and fitting, isn't it, that around the world people want to see their own yeah. accent, their own, their own faces, their own, you know, culture reflected back at them, and not what someone else has interpreted through the lens of their culture. Yeah. But that you can say, and then actually, this is my culture. Uh, and then sometimes it's I like watching like Talking Pictures Channel because I like those fifties and sixties British, British films, films yeah. because that was they were made by for the British audience in mind. So they weren't trying to sell, you know, this is what, you know, postcard Britain is. They were sort of showing people, this is, this is us. Yeah, and, and I think that's important around the world. And, and I think the, the enduring popularity of those rubbish Nollywood films 
backs up your point brilliantly. It doesn't matter if it's rubbish. We want to see ourselves reflected back. Oh, speaking about talking pictures, there was an article, I think it was on the BBC, talking about talking pictures and saying that how the whole, the entire channel is run run by one family from the back of a farmhouse. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It has that feel about it, actually, doesn't it? Yeah, I I haven't read it yet. I just saw the headline and I was like, what? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I I think I read a little bit about it. Uh, and the lockdown thing because we watched a couple of movies and it was saying that he, he bought all the rights to all these old British films and yeah. everything because because no one really thought oh, oh they're, they're not going to want them no one's going to want to see them again no one's going to want to see them again and he's bought adverts and all sorts of things so yeah and a lot of these series you know, we sit down sometimes when they have they play one of these the whole series like season two or three seasons that every day they show us mum and I have sat down and watched some of those mm. um you know, from the early 70s that they just make them laugh. <laughs> yes. And, all right, yeah. And... Robin's Nest. <laughs> yeah, we watched Robin's Nest. And it's Trouble with Ida or something. Or there's, oh, anyway, yeah, yeah, I haven't seen that. With Wilfred Man Pickles, about the house. Like, <laughs> yeah, we watched some, some of those that are horror, uh, quite excruciating to watch. But they do <laughs> yeah. put this thing on at the Share beginning. They pain. have like a warning. Share they do put pain. a warning on there saying, some of these scenes will reflect the reflect attitudes that were prevalent at the time, but we in no yeah. way endorse now. So sometimes the the phrases they use, you go, "Whoa!" You... Yeah, it's like like how yeah. they they having to do yeah. that with a lot of stuff now, um, because of um, because of the whole Black Lives Matter resurgence recently. There's a whole bunch of TV shows that are having to have on on streaming services and all that. They're having to have a placard beginning saying. Um, some of the things you will see in this episode are reflective of the theme of the time. <laughs> I think they're having to do that with a lot of Mad Men yeah. because Mad Men was set in uh, oof, 50s and 60s and you want to talk sexist, you want to talk racist, you want to talk things being horrible unless you were a straight white man. That, <laughs> that, yeah, yeah that, that, that Mad Men's all about that. All right, one final thing I want to say about stars is that y- you know how we keep coming up with ways, uh, we keep trying to find a new angle to talk about why the cinema experience is special and will not be replaced by a TV at home. And I loved Tosin's take on it, that he, he said about the fact that he's like, the cinema was like the only place I could watch a film and not be interrupted. Yeah, with his mum. They come and help me get the tea on or whatever. Yeah, yeah it's pretty, pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, yeah, bring, power bring, cut. Bring, bring the tea, bring something in, and go right in front of the telly. And oh, what's that? Oh, 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 oh. oh, out the way! Oh no, I missed it. Oh, what, what, what? I'm sure they just do it on purpose, like those cats that sits on newspapers and things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think he said it was another one of those terms that we had to explain in our glossary. Glossary of Yoruba terms was a widu, which is it's kind of it's like a leaf, and I, 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 I was I mentioned that it was used in the Middle East, and in the Middle East, I actually asked my friend, I asked Dalia, Dalia Yusuf, yeah, she she calls it molokaya, they call it molokaya in the Middle East, and she, I think it's called mallow or something like that. She's written Jews. Oh, mal- I know that plant. Yeah, I'm not sure whether I'm not sure whether she meant that. Jewish people call it mallow or whether it's called Jews mallow or something like that but it, it looks a little bit spinachy and everything like that but yeah we do he was oh, like, I know. yeah I know that plant yeah and it, it, it's we we use it a lot in our cooking and <laughs> you have to sort of sit down and pick it and pick 
pick all the leaves off the stalk and it's quite like an intensive thing and so the idea that he sat down there trying to watch a film and then his mom was like come on help me pick this away do and he's like oh <laughs> and by the time you finish it and you get back to try and finish watching your film either the vhs tape vhs players eating the tape or there's been a power cut because nepa has taken light and all and i was like actually yeah that's a good point i and i can imagine that that would have been like a refuge at that time in nigeria just i'm going to the cinema they have a generator there's not going to be a power cut my mom isn't in here <laughs> she can't find me nobody can disturb me i'm going to watch this whole film <laughs> so, like, and i was like oh well yeah i'm gonna add that to the list of reasons why cinema will not be replaced <laughs> all right so um after last week, I mean, we haven't heard anything back from John Green yet, based on saying what you guys think he looks like. We haven't heard anything back from him yet. So we'll wait until he actually listens to the episode and tells us something. But what do you guys reckon Tosin looks like? Based okay, solely reckon... on his voice. Okay. I think he's probably taller than you. Okay. I think he's probably probably quite tall, I think. I think he's going to be quite tall. Um, probably, I would say... Probably, you could almost, if you were to be seen together, he would be a taller brother. So it would be like, so similar looking to you, I think. Okay. Um, I would say so. I could just, you know, taller. Um, and I reckon that you two could probably, because you sounded like like brothers. It sounded like cousins, mates, whatever like that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And some, quite, quite often you see that, don't you? There's like like friends of your friends. They sort of, uh, you know, look, look, look similar. Yeah. Think? Yeah, yep, yep. Okay, yeah. cool. Sharon, yeah. any so, thoughts? So, like, okay, like sorry, you, sorry, but okay, so like me, but yeah, no, no, that's okay, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Sharon. Well, again, I thought, yeah, I thought he was. He sounded like he was a tall, quite a big guy. Okay, I got a feeling he was like quite larger than life, and it just struck me as a sort of guy who you'd meet him within half an hour and he'd probably hug you, um, mm. or he'd be one of those sort of guys who would be, you know, <laughs> quite affectionate in his sort of body language and his. You know, if he liked you, you'd probably know it and he'd probably be quite expressive. So I just got the feeling of someone like a big, expressive, warm, um, friendly guy. All right, cool, cool. You, 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 you two sounded really close. Were you like really close? Oh, yeah, as I said, I've known him since I was five. Yeah. I've, I've known him since I was yeah. five because what, what, what actually happened did, was... Sorry, carry on, Sean. Did you get up to any mischief together? Have you got any... Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, we got all sorts of we got all sorts of stories that we did because because we met each other. Because what the the, the way this the way our families actually got because our families are very close and the way it happened was um my parents had moved from Lagos to an area to from the Yoruba area of Nigeria to the Igbo area of Nigeria. So we moved from Lagos to a place called Aba. It's a bit like imagining you'd move from London to Glasgow or something like that. And imagine that you're at the market or something and you hear another person with an East London accent. And you're like, oh my God, you're from East London as well. And so, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. so my mum and his mum, apparently we were at the market and they realized that they were both Yoruba. And there was two Yoruba women in a sea of Igbo people. And so that way they were like, oh my God, what are you doing here? My husband just got, uh, just got posted here. My husband just got posted here. You, you need to come visit us. And I remember that we, we weren't even in a house. We were still living in a guest house that was provided by the by the company my dad worked for which was essentially unilever in africa which is called united african company uh -huh. and i remember sat, being sat on the stairs and i was five years old we had just moved to this town they didn't know anybody and i was sat on the stairs sort of like you know peering through the through the banisters as him as his dad his mom him and his 
that it was just his dad, his mom, and him at that time because his younger brother had not been born yet. His younger brother was born right about the same time my younger my youngest brother was born. So and they came into the house and that was the first time I remember seeing them and the families have been like thick as thieves ever since. That was in 19, 1985. Cool. So so yeah, so we go way back. There's things that we've done that our parents still don't, <laughs> still don't know about. <laughs> like 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 playing playing table tennis on the dining table with a golf ball. That, that, yeah, little no fact. Golf balls bounce. <laughs> like, and they do. Yeah, and so like so we were playing table tennis because we couldn't find a table tennis like egg. So we were playing table tennis on the dining table with a golf ball. And we would we would have somebody on a lookout looking out for my dad when he my dad arrived home. And once my dad arrived home, it was like a military operation. It was like quick and somebody would grab the table because there was a tablecloth over the table that we had taken off so we could have a good We'd taken the tablecloth off the table. We'd made a net out of VHS tapes, and we were playing with like all these sort of modified bats, which are just pieces of wood that we'd found, and playing table tennis. The... And once my dad had arrived back, we'd be like, "Quick, quick, 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 quick!" And we had people who would quickly grab the <laughs> grab the the tablecloth, put it back over the table, run around the table, and push all the chairs back in, grab all the tapes, shove them in the cabinet underneath the TV, and all sit down and look like we've been doing our homework the whole time. <laughs> and... <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, so, so they're cr- great. They're great getting up to mischief, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it, it does make me. Are we, it's at the moment. I'm still at that point in life where I'm like, oh yeah, that was fun. Then I'm thinking, oh my god, my kids are going <laughs> to be like that. My kids are going to do the same thing. <laughs> oh good lord, no, no. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I just want to say once again, thank you so much, Tosi, for coming on the show, and uh, and yeah, thank you to my honorary Jabu man, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> until mm-hmm. next, thank you. Until next week, I'm gonna to have to teach you a couple of words about to say, like you know, like in Yoruba, you can say "bawoni," which means "how you doing." Bawani, bawani, bawo, bawa, bawo, bawo, bawoni, bawoni. Yeah, bawoni. Yeah, bawoni, bawoni. Cool. So, you sure you sure it's something good and not something? something oh no, no. Tr- trust me. If you no, that's right. okay. if you if you walked up to a Yoruba <laughs> person and you said Bawoni, they would be so impressed. <laughs> only, only, only. It was uh, just on about that. Yeah, I was um, because Jennifer, the the Chinese assistant at work, there's there's a word. I won't say what word, but we said it meant somebody was really really nice. You know, it wasn't like, like oh yeah, it yeah. Was like you know, an offer. anyway, and we we were in the the quiz down there the thingy bob and a couple of other people and she went up oh you're a big like that and everybody was like because she said it really really loud you know and they go you can't say that and like, no, you can't say that so you've got you've got to be careful you know that was so funny they still laugh about that because she thought it was a term of endearment yeah she thought it was a term of, yep. of respect and it wasn't at all you know so yeah. like, you old you yeah. know? So, that, that yeah. reminds me of a scene with jackie chan in rush hour but Anyway, I'll leave that there. <laughs> so, yeah, until, okay. Until next week. Until next week, when I believe we have uh, we have a we have a a published author joining us on the show next week to talk to us about Ooh. his put. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, published author Ben Jeeps. We have him coming up next week. But until next week, when we speak to Ben Jeeps, it's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me, and it's a goodbye from me. Thank you very much for joining us. And if you've if you're still listening, seriously, get in touch with us on Twitter or on Facebook. You are our kind of person. <laughs> see, see you later. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>